I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, well this is a big one, it's Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Tommy Lee of Tommy Lee. It's, uh, and oh my god, what an absolute ledge. He was so much fun, as you're about to find out. Super kind, you know, really good fun. And uh, you're in for a treat uh, on this episode. Um, before um, we get on with the the chat, just a quick thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, thanks to 76 for producing this podcast. And uh, if you enjoy this, uh, which I'm pretty damn sure you will, and it's your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, well, um, when you get to the end of it, then uh, there's a whole world of other podcasts uh, on this series that you can get stuck into. Um, you can hear me chatting to guests as diverse as um, Public Enemies Chuck D, The Spice Girls Mel C, James Lavelle, Chic, Fatboy Slim, Butch Vig. Um, there, there's about 200 episodes, so go and have a a rummage around and I'm sure you'll find um, plenty of uh, episodes from uh, some of your favourite musicians, producers, actors, DJs, comedians. Go and uh, go and have a look. Um, and if you want to support the podcast, um, there's a Patreon page that accompanies it. Uh, and I put up four shows a week over there. Uh, and so from as little as I think about 85p a week, uh, you can get a whole bundle of content over there and video episodes and all sorts of goodies. So um, you can find out about all of this stuff at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Let's get back to what you're all here for. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Tommy Lee. Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor, Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all support in the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, And again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. 
It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. We're recording. Um, sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom, Tommy Lee. Hey, man. Hey, hey. What's going on? Oh, not a lot this year. Not a lot, man. It's. Uh, I mean, it looks well <laughs> sunny where you are. <laughs> where, where are you? I'm assuming you're in England somewhere. Yeah, yeah, just about about 15 minutes outside of uh, London in a place called Essex, and uh, yeah, oh, cool. we're uh, we're still like in full on lockdown here, and uh, and so before we get on to talking about like your, your record selections and stuff, I just want to ask you, uh, Tommy, how you found uh, this year, both as a, a human being and and as a creative. I think I didn't catch all of that. One more time with the question. I'm sorry. No worries, man. Um, I just want to ask uh, how you found this year as both a human being and as a creative. Oh, oh, got it. Um, You know, it's been really, um, there's been so many, uh, well, let's just take two, two major pros and cons. It's been, it's been extremely weird, um, but it's been also a, such a, a blessing, too. It's this weird double-edged sword where, um, you know, the whole pandemic thing has really gotten me personally to slow down enough. You know, like everybody, you know, life moves fast, man, and it's gotten me to slow down and, enough or even stop and kind of just go inward and just kind of, you know, do some, you know, introspection on like, Hey, you know, how's my relationship with my kids, with my wife, with my friends, with my business partners, like da da da, like, um, and it's also slowed me down enough to sort of keep, keep up on technology, like in my studio, um, in the, on the creative part, technology changes every single day and man you really need to set set aside time to catch to catch up fuck every day there's some crazy shit going on and so i've got a chance to like just educate myself and kind of keep up with what's going on because it's that's a tough one i mean you you know like things create uh, technically uh, are advancing very quickly and so a lot of a lot of times those things can pass you by if you don't take time to kind of get up to speed. So it's been a, a, a wonderful double-edged sword with really great stuff and, uh, and not so cool stuff, you know? Cool. Well, I guess, you know, I think everyone can agree that, that one of the things that has been a constant and, and if you are having tough days, you know, during lockdown, music's a kind of real positive thing, man. And it's something that you can always kind of lean on. And so, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kick off the track listing, Tommy, and I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro. I, I don't know why, and it's probably if I had more time, I'd probably come up with something a uh, different. But the first thing uh, on the top of my head was that freaking big giant bell tolling <laughs> yeah. and that uh, Hell's Bells, ACDC. Um, it's sort of typical, but uh, yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind for some reason. It's so cool. It's, it's, it's a real kind of 
call of arms, isn't it? The minute you hear that, you know what's coming, man. Yes, yes. And then and then when you go see, you know, ACDC play live, that big bell comes down and that thing starts and Angus is like, boom, down, down, down. And you're like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Hey, you know, one other thing that I did want to mention um, that just goes back to, to your prior question was the other thing that's been really positive about this whole thing is typically if you're doing interviews or you're promoting your new record or your film or whatever it is you're doing, I would sit, I would typically be sitting here on a phone doing hours and hours every day, talking on the phone, doing phone interviews all over the world. This the Zoom thing, man, is so rad. Like, I get to see you. I get to see who I'm talking to. I really enjoy that, by the way. And, th- and, and that really wasn't around prior to this. Man, you know what I'm saying? Totally. I'm- really, it seems like it's brought people closer together or the next best thing to be in there. Completely. It's- yeah. Sorry about that. I, well, I just, no, it's, it's really cool you said that because, you know, the fact that we're doing this now is testament to how we've all kind of adapted. And, you know, uh, and I think that whole kind of thing, when something stops, you know, like, the, you know, the world stopped turning for a bit and it was like you kind of go, I guess if you're in a creative industry, whether you're in music or in podcasting or whatever, you then go, straight back to punk and DIY and think, right, I've got limited resources here. I need to reassess this and start again. And Tommy, you know, for the first year, all of my podcasts were done in my little studio in London. And it's like, you know, the chances of me going, right, okay, so I need to be able to get Tommy Lee in my studio in London. That's that's not easy, man. And it's like, (laughs) and then, but we can sit and chat and do that over Zoom just really it's easy insane. so it's, I, I do totally agree man it's been a real game changer as a podcaster as well it's it's opened up the whole kind of you know array of guests that i can reach out to now it's not restricted to london it pretty much anything's possible right yeah i love that and i think that's so cool i'm man what a welcome uh cool change you know because this is way better than doing a silly phone interview way better and and i think when like when we come out of this this pandemic, um, I think it's kind of reshaped everything now. I think this will still be so important. Like so many people don't need to go to an office to work now. Everyone's realised you can just do this. Yes, I, I love it, man. Yeah, well, yay, pandemic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I want to ask you something. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. About intros um, in, in records and how you approach making records. And... You know, if we go back to the early days of, of, of your career and the way that people listen to music then is way different to how people listen to records now. And, and I'm just interested in to what do you what have you taken on board like over the years of making records that with the new record, you know, is it it, it appears that we live in a world now where music's i won't say disposable but it moves very fast you know if you're on spotify there will constantly be something on the side of the screen saying you might like this constant distractions and like and it feels now that music's kind of there's no fat on the bone anymore it's like it's got to be really sharp quick pull you in and are these things that you've you've kind of um, you know worked with and and uh, you know you mentioned about the technology changing you know have you had like moved and and kind of change the way that you approach songwriting and making music now? You know, it hasn't, I, I, I hear you and I agree with you. Um, it's, it's almost like there's this just, I mean, I'm a freaking musician and I have a hard time keeping up. So imagine just a fan of music. Yeah. You know, and, uh, whoa it's insane and to me it's static it's a lot it's just an overwhelming amount of information um so but to answer your question has it changed the way i approach things or write or produce but it it hasn't because i've always been pretty hyper and kind of add myself so i and I, i i love good music um, so I've always tried to make things the best I can make them, you know? Um, I mean, if you're pressing fast forward, you know, 20 seconds into a song, you've lost them. And so for me, for me, when I make music, uh, I got to keep my own attention, uh, and keep me, you know, go, you know, rocking out to the shit, uh, or dancing around the room or whatever that may be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I try to get to the point quickly too. Um, uh, but uh, you know, that the newer generation is definitely, uh, you know, if you don't hit them in a few, man, you got a few seconds or they're onto the next shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, it's kind of scary, but I have a little bit of that in me. So, um, so I just, I just write, man. And when it's good, you know, it's good, right? (laughs) Totally, man. Totally. Well, I'm going to, um, for the next track, uh, Tommy, I'm going to take you back and ask you um, the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you. Emotional. Oh, you know, it's one of the, I guess emotional can be happy, sad, right? Like mm. all, all that. But I, for some reason, the first thing that comes up was, 
I just remember jumping around the room going, oh my God, this is amazing. And then like, I was a little kid, like this, I, I had heard, um, there was the Jackson 5, ABC. I like, what a fucking happy, catchy as hell, cool tune. Um, that one just kind of, that, that one sent me, uh, sent me flying around the room pretty happy. Uh, you know, uh, that's one that stands out for some reason as, you know, coming on going like, Oh my God, what is this? Oh, whoa. You know? And so at, at that point, like, you know, growing up, was there, was there records on at home a lot? Um, Records on, but uh, my my mother's full blown Greek, so there'd be Greek music playing, or my father's full blown American would be playing country music. So for me, um, that that's kind of what I heard growing up. Other than my best friend down the street, his older brother had the fucking killer record collection. We were listening to Zeppelin, Black Sabbath. Like that's where I got turned on to my music. I mean, we didn't, we weren't rocking the internet and like searching through people's playlists and shit. We were going down and hijacking his records. And um, so that's where I got it. I did. I definitely didn't get it from home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I'm going to ask you for track three. Uh, the song that reminds you of your time at school, please, Tommy. For for some reason, uh, it's um, it's the 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 Rolling Stones, uh, the Some Girls record, as a matter of fact, because um, I I have super fond memories. I was a freshman in high school, and uh, these cute girls. They had a car. They were seniors, juniors or seniors in school. So, and they they offered to pick. They would pick me up every day from my home and drive me to school. And I'd be sitting in the car, and that's what they were playing. And I was like, "Well, this is cool." Like Beast of Burden and um, uh, what was some some more off that record? There's start, start me. You start me up on that. Start me up. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, those are some pretty fond memories. Every day they'd be playing stuff and another place where I'd get turned on to more music. And uh, so, yeah, the the girls uh, in the, in the car just cranking rolling stones on the way to school. (laughs) Pretty cool. Yeah. How how did you find school? Did you enjoy it? I, I did. I enjoyed parts of it. I would literally go to my favorite two classes. I would go to music um, and um, uh, what was it called? It was like a, it was like a graphic, graphic arts, arts and crafts or whatever shit. We would print up, make t-shirts and um, shit like that. And then I would literally would go to my favorite two classes, split. I'd go home because my parents would work during the day. I'd go home. I'd practice my drums and then I'd leave like right before three o'clock. <laughs> and so, and I'd pretend like I'd just come back from school and I'd leave the house and then come back and be like, Oh yeah, how was school? Oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Basically I was at home fucking around playing the drums. So, I mean, you know, you said that you, you was, you know, the classes you enjoy were like art and, and, and music. So I take it you as a, a creative kid. 
Yeah. I always, always, um, I just, man, I just, music is just in my DNA, man, whether I was playing, you know, playing drums or, 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 or banging on the piano or, or a guitar. Um, just, that's all I did. That's all I cared about. That's all. It was just like, I, I, that's the only thing I cared about. Sorry for the interruption. It's just a super quick advert. The Signal is a platform for podcasters to launch a fully featured app onto the App Store and Google Play in just a matter of days. It allows you to monetize your podcast with in-app subscriptions and offer in exchange a whole world of features for your listeners, like exclusive episodes, ad-free versions of episodes, YouTube live streams, downloads, and much, much more. The Signal allows you to pull all your best content into one place that you control. No more trying to play the algorithm. Just connect directly with your audience and give them more of what they love. For just a small monthly cost and no contracts, you get your app into stores in days, not months. No big upfront development costs, no waiting months for beta versions, just all your content under your control. And even better, if you tell them Stu sent you, they will waive the £100 setup fee. So go to thesignal.app and take your podcast to the next level. Back to my podcast. I mean... Obviously, like um, I'm, I'm fully aware of of, of, of Tommy Lee, the, the rock star. Um, but at that early age, at school, you know, going home and learning to play the drums, you know, and and and, and you know, enjoying music and, and art and that at school, was you a confident kid? Um, I wonder if confidence is the right word. Um, I get, I guess, I guess, confident because I I knew what I wanted. And I, and I, uh, you know, no wasn't an option for me. Um, I would just wouldn't have ever accept that. Um, so you so were very, you were very driven. I guess, yeah, I guess so. I guess confidence could, could be in there, but I guess, um, I guess more than that was just like this fucking determination to like, I, you know, to, I wanted to, I wanted to make music and I wanted to, I wanted to entertain people, you know, um, you know, like it's funny cause I used to take accordion lessons. Right. And like my parents would always be like, go get your accordion. And before they'd even say that I'd already have it on and I'd come downstairs and play a, play something for the family. Like I wanted to, you know, play, like I wanted to entertain people for some reason. I don't know where that comes from. Cause neither one of my, my parents were, uh, were like that, but, um, I don't know. That's, you know, when they say, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're born to do certain things. I, I, I feel like I was definitely uh, put on this planet to, to entertain and, and, and make music. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> For track four, Tommy, first record yep. you remember buying from a record store. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I remember buying, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the, the first one, but this is the most memorable is buying Kiss Alive 2. And it was the gatefold where the whole thing opened up. And, dude, I'm just sitting there going like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, here are these crazy, like crazy 
space makeup, wearing crazy high boots, fires everywhere. Like, whoa. And I must have sat there and just stared at that thing forever. So that one, as far as like the first one I remember, I remember that guy and just staring at it forever. The Kiss, is it Kiss Alive 2? Was that what it was? Yeah. 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 And, and so you mentioned earlier that you, um, you know, you was playing the drums, you know, banging on the piano and, and, and an accordion and things like that. So as you sort of got older and become more obsessed with music and, 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 and you know, bands like Kiss and things like that, when you'd hear them records, would you be deconstructing them in your head and working out how they were put together, you know, drum parts and things like that? I guess, I guess somewhat, because that's what, that's how I never really took drum lessons. I would sit there with headphones on and I would just, I would learn it. I would emulate it. I would, and then do it my own way. You know, once I had learned what was going on, I'm like, oh, that's how that's how that goes. Okay, now I do it my way and put my sort of spin on it. But yes, for sure, man, um, listening was a, a big influence because like, cause like I said, I didn't really take lessons. I did take piano lessons, but but no official like drum lessons. So all by feel and by, you know, by these guys. <laughs> That's the best way, always. Isn't that wild? <laughs> um, just quickly uh, on, on record stores as well. You know, as, as somebody that's been, you know, producing records for, for, for a few years now, like how, how important were record stores for you growing up and, 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 and throughout your career as well? Um, it, now I, you know, that's a that's a, a pretty loaded question. Yeah, I mean, they were like that was everything. You know, you'd go stand in line waiting for that record to come out that you that you knew was coming out. Um, now you just kind of scroll scroll through and see what's new, or you get fucking bombarded with uh, you know emails letting or you know advertisements letting you know something's coming out. That was a really cool experience, man, because you'd go in there and you just like flick through stuff, find new stuff. I mean, I guess you still do that online, but there's something about being in the record store, flicking through the, the racks and something is bumping like, the you know, whoever the, the employees got some record on and it's got whatever record was on in the store, the cover was sitting up. So you'd be like, oh, this is cool. What's this? And they used, remember they used to have like listening stations? Yeah, man. You'd go there and you'd put it on like, oh, this is cool. Or you could flick to, you know, I don't know. It was an experience, you know, and like now we don't, that's gone, man. And I'll I'll bet, you know, there's some some kids that uh, have no idea what that is like. And I, I, I almost feel sad for them because they they they're miss they've they've missed out and probably will never experience that experience totally and it, it, you know it was a journey you know going to the record store queuing up getting your record yeah. and and one of the things that you touched on earlier and then you know i i totally understand that music moves on and how do people listen to their music now you know yeah, is, is, there's there's, there's pro, you know pros and cons to both of that but this generation will never get that joy that you got opening that gatefold of Kiss and studying that artwork. 
because no. the artwork is the thing that I think gets lost now a little bit. You know, you don't get yes. to devour that sleeve, pull it out, find, read all the kind of sleeve notes, read everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and touching it, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, oh, that's the guy who who's the engineer. He's the guy who made it sound badass. Oh, I didn't know so-and-so played piano on this part or – You'd sit there and read, or you'd see who the band's manager or the tour manager, like, I don't know, you just read all this information that that was the only way you got it. Um, Yeah, damn, I know, you know, I just released vinyl uh, with my record with Andro, and and I, I did the same thing. I sat there and went, God damn, this is so cool. Like, you know, uh, and then vinyl has made quite a big resurgence i saw mm. something oh several several months ago i saw something like i don't know is it may have been wall street journal or something where vinyl sales have surpassed cd sales yeah uh this yeah. this last year or whatever so it's cool that people um maybe it's the folks that are you know getting all retro wanting to like relive the, their vinyl days but but then again, maybe there's some young people out there that are like, whoa, this is fucking rad. This is way, but this is an experience. Maybe they're getting that, you know? So um, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad it's still around and, 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 and doing better than ever, I think, actually. That's cool. I think people just like having something tangible, something to hold. Do you know what I mean? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Absolutely. I believe you 100%, man. (laughs) Okay, tell me, for track five, the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. I mean, growing up, was you going to rock clubs or was it just gigs? It was mostly... It was mostly gigs, but but we would we would go to clubs too and party and watch other bands, and you know, hang out with chicks and and be be all crazy and shit too. So there was there was plenty of that too. But yeah, I mean, at a young age, shit, I was seventeen when Motley started, so I kind of went straight to you know playing a lot and 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 right into touring the world. So we I didn't we didn't go out 
all the time, but we did. And I think something, a song that um, reminds me just because where the band's from and, you know, California is a big, uh, you know, a big, that's where all of us are from. That's where it all happened. And we, as a band, were all really big Cheap Trick fans. Um, just love them, man. And so California, I think, yeah, California Man is yeah. the, the that, that song reminds me of the clubbing and partying uh, and carrying on days because, um, you know, it was a combination of, of that and that music. I, it, it's that, that time, that era um, that, that brings back a lot of cool memories. Cool. Well, I'm going to take you back home uh, for track six, Tommy, and I'm going to ask you um, for a favorite song from an artist from your home county. Oh, well, those guys were from Pasadena, which is, uh, I grew up in a town called Covina, which is probably 10, 15 minutes from there. And that band was Van Halen. And um, I remember uh, hearing, all of a sudden hearing, I, I think the first thing I heard was Eruption. It was Eddie Van Halen. And this is crazy fucking noise i was like what is that is this a guitar like i had never heard anything like that in my life and i was i remember listening on the radio going what is this this is insane and then and on the radio when i first heard it a eruption started and they went right into um running with the devil and i was like whoa these guys are insane and then, you know, later found out they were, they had been playing uh, gigs in Pasadena, uh, in Hollywood. And so that, that's when I kind of jumped on board. Um, but they were super influential, man. Um, and rest in peace, Eddie. Uh, yeah. uh, just one of the, you know, that, that band will always have a special uh, place in my heart for many, many reasons. And you said influential, but I also want to sort of ask you about, you know, how inspirational it was, you know, to see someone from, you know, where you're from, you know, doing what they were doing. Was that something you thought, look, we can do this, you know, they've done it. Like, you know, it's possible. For sure. For sure. Um, There was, yes, there was another band called Wolfgang that was out that was kind of, they were kind of coming up then nothing really ever b- blew up for them for whatever reasons. Um, but it was like, there was a surge of music coming out of that area. Um, um, and we were, we were definitely uh, a part of that in that, that whole scene where, you know, things were starting to come out of uh, Los Angeles Um and you know, and it was and it was good company. It was like Van Halen, The Doors, Motley. Uh, you know, the list kind of, I guess, goes on a little bit. But that was a cool time, and that was definitely in in in, uh, in, in influential because if they could do it, we could do it. Yeah, totally, right? totally. Um, for the last track, Tommy, uh, you can play DJ now and turn someone onto something new because uh, for this one, I'm going to ask you to. Uh, Tell me a song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. Oh, man. Okay. Um, it's a song uh, by 
Mataflix. You know, I've been doing, a lot of people have been asking me for, you know, similar kind of things, compilations here and there. And um, there's been so many titles and so many songs in my head. Forgive me for not remembering the title. It is, man, you got to hear it. It's just one of those uh, big city life. It's just, it's cool. It's got a little bit of reggae flavors and it's got that, and it's from those guys are from out from where you're at. Yeah. Check it out. It's got some really, really super dope flavors and it's just, it's, it's good. It's just good, man. It's just good. And I mean, it's, it's very, very sort of like, you know, sort of pretty angry raw stuff that, and, and, and it's, it's, it's very, it sounds, you know, it does sound quite London. Um, and just, you know, just looking at the, you know, the artists that are on, on your new record, like, you know, you've clearly still got a huge passion for new music. Yes, I do. And, and several uh, artists are uh, from the UK. Um, one of them is, his name's Shoddy Horror. He's a rap, a rap battle uh, champion. And I was like, I got to work with this guy, man. He's, he's insane. Um, um, I'm so happy I got a chance to, to work with him. And there's another group called Playa, P-L-Y-A, um, Julia, who has an incredible voice, who I've been following for a while. Um, it's typically how I, how I work. When I, when I write something and the song's starting to come together, I have like a, like a little collaboration list uh, that, of people that I've, admire their work or, or somebody like, I got to work with this person. So on my list, um, you know, as I'm working on something, I'll all of a sudden I'd be like, ah, so-and-so would just kill on this track. And then that's how, that's kind of how I operate. And then I'll reach out to the person and just send them the track and we go back and forth and boom, next thing you know, we're in the studio cutting it. Kind of fun. That's great, man. And what we do to accompany this podcast is we, we put a Spotify playlist together with all your song choices and we'll put loads of tracks from the new album on so people can get to, to hear the record as well. Um, and as we sort of find ourselves, you know, coming to the end of a very strange year, um, looking at 2021 as a, you know, as a time when hopefully, you know, everybody can get back out and, and hug their friends and, uh, and go and get sweaty at gigs and, like, and just start to party again. Uh, yeah. and enjoy some freedom um what are you most looking forward to tommy as a as you know personally and what have you got coming up that you're excited about professionally ah uh, well personally and people that uh, people ask uh, a lot is man you know when as soon as it's cool and we're all able to go do go back to normal if there is such a thing <laughs> was it ever normal um um is I want to be, I mean, uh, Motley ha- has a sold out stadium tour that was supposed to start right before the pandemic, uh, you know, around the pandemic and got moved till next uh, June to next year. I, my hopes are, like you said earlier, uh, when it gets does get back to normal, if everyone always asks, what do you want to do? And I was like, I... I want to, there's nowhere I would rather be than sitting on my drums feeling, can you imagine what 
the energy is going to be like whenever when it's cool for everybody to get back together and just fucking lose their minds and enjoy uh you know a big concert or something that's going to be priceless and i'll probably never experience that again in my lifetime where people have just been completely disconnected for a long time and once when it's okay to get back together and rage I want to be there because that is going to feel incredible. And then what you're going to give back is the the exchange of energy is going to be fucking priceless, mate. (laughs) And that's, that's where I want to be. I want to be sitting right there just fucking going. And I want to be there too, brother. That sounds amazing. Um, Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat records with you, man. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Likewise, buddy. That was so cool. (laughs) Have a lovely day, man. You too, buddy. Take care. Take care, man. Well, there you go. Just had a chat with Tommy Lee. I mean, you know, I've been really blessed to sit down with some incredible people um, over the last few years of doing this podcast. When the opportunity come through to, to chat to Tommy Lee, I mean... Rock stars, do they get any bigger than Tommy Lee? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and also, when they're mega stars and they're mega bloody lovely, it makes it so much better. Um, as I'm sure you picked up on that, the, you know, that the energy and the enthusiasm for, for the records he was talking about and, and, and what he's been up to is just, just so infectious. Um, so, yeah, huge thanks to, um, to Tommy and massive thanks to Ben for facilitating that um I hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as I did recording it and uh, as mentioned at the beginning go and have a look in the, the back catalogue and listen to me chatting to um all sorts of people if you like your rock stuff I spoke to Deftones I spoke to Mastodon um Dan P. Carter from Radio One's Rock Show um oh god there's there's a big bundle of stuff there. Go and have a rummage and you'll find something that you enjoy, I promise you. Um, thanks ever so much for listening and, uh, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www. 
sosclothing.co.uk. Do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track Podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat a book.